In these last days, the Bible predicts a turning away from biblical truth. In order to combat false teachings that are running rampant and a growing lack of biblical literacy, Behold Israel provides weekly public readings of Scripture to equip you with the pure Word of God, read in an international community with interaction and application. Each week, we host different guests from all walks of life. Our original readings can be found on our Behold Israel community channel on YouTube or on our Facebook channel. These are audio versions created to make it convenient for your busy schedule. Now, on to our readings. Shalom, everybody. It's June 1st, 2023, and we just arrived to Israel last night from our speaking tour. You were in London, then we met in Belgium, then we went to Netherlands, and then we did several cities in Norway. We arrived last night. Now we're going to do this public reading of Scripture, continuing in Joshua, and we're going to start Colossians. Correct. And uh, today is a very emotional day for us. The Tzalfatis are number three. My third born uh, is graduating his high school and uh, in a few months will join the military. And it's, uh, it's not the first, but it, it feels like the first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we are going to jump in. There's a lot of cool stuff. We're going through the book of Joshua we're in chapters three and four and Colossians first, the first time through this in chapters one and two. But before we do that, uh, Amir, I wonder if you want yes. to pray. Lord, we thank you so much. What a privilege it is to know you, to know you personally, to know you as your children, to have access, uninterrupted one, access to your word that reveals your plans, your thoughts, your ways, your character. Wow, we have no words to describe how amazingly fortunate and blessed we are to be able to read from your word and use technology to bring it to the four corners of this earth. We thank you and we bless you and we ask that you will now go before us as we read from your word, both from the Old and the New Testaments. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So if you've got your Bibles out, we're going into Joshua chapter 3. We left off, obviously, at chapter 2 last week. Joshua chapter 3, we do use the New King James Version so we can all be in synchronization. Okay, Joshua chapter 3. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites burying it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Then Joshua spoke to the priest saying, take up the ark of the covenant and cross over before the people. So they took up the ark of the covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said to Joshua, this day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. You shall command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you come 
When you've come to the edge of the water of the Jordan, you shall stand in the Jordan. So Joshua said to the children of Israel, Come here and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, By this you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Gergesites, and the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Seven nations. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you in the Jordan. Now, therefore, take for yourselves 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one man from every tribe. And it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest on the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off, the waters that come down from upstream, and they shall stand as a heap. I, I hope people understand the Jordan flows. Suddenly it stops. And then the water, it's like something is blocking it. And then the water that flows hits something and they go up. And that is exactly what you just, look, look what, what is it that you just read? That Stand the, as a heap. As a heap. Stand as a heap. And the Hebrew word, it, the Hebrew word is nod, which is like a, like a, Literally something that you see when you have some, uh, you know, tornadoes and stuff like that. I mean, literally, the water started going up. It's phenomenal. You know, we emphasize the crossing of the Red Sea, but we don't... Uh, oh, this, this is... This doesn't get enough press time. It gets press time, but doesn't get enough press time, go. in my view. Okay. So it was. When the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people... And those who bore the ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests who bore the ark dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest, that the waters which came down from upstream stood still. I see. So and, you see? The and water rose in a heap, very far away at Adam. Rose in a heap. That's the thing. Rose, it goes up in a heap. And it was away at Adam, the city that is beside yep. Zeritan. Mm -hmm. So the waters that went down into the Sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea, failed and were cut off. And the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Then the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all Israel crossed over on dry ground until the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. It's, it's amazing that God is not expecting you to swim. He will make sure there is dry ground. Yeah, and one observation, they needed the presence of the Lord Absolutely. to lead them. Otherwise, they probably would have failed, and that is true for us today. Yeah. All right. The memorial stones. And it came to pass... When all the people had completely crossed over to the Jordan, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Take your take for yourselves twelve men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them, saying, Take yourself, take for yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priests' feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. Mm. So they, they crossed the Jordan right there at the bottom of that stream where now it's dry 
pick up those stones and bring them to where you're going to lodge tonight. And then Joshua called the 12 men whom uh, he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan. And each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder, which it has to have been a big one if it has to be on your shoulder. It's not a, something you hold in your hand. It's something you carry. And and according to the number of, uh, of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, saying, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it crossed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. Hmm. Look how much God wants us to remember the miracles that he performed. And so why am I saying that? Because so, so many times people are mocking the rapture of the church, which, by the way, it's something that already happened to Enoch and to Elijah. Hmm. And these are things God wants us to remember, not to mock, hmm. uh, because there are also um, some things that will talk and projected the future and the children of israel did so just as joshua commanded so you see that he already built up authority just as he commanded and took up 12 stones from the midst of the jordan as the lord had spoken to joshua according to the number of the tribes of the children of israel and carry them over with them to the place where they lodged and laid them down there then joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of the jordan in the place where the feet of the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant stood, and they are there to this day. So the priests who bore the Ark stood in the midst of the Jordan until everything was finished, that the Lord had commanded Joshua to speak to the people according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua. And the people hurried and crossed over. Then it came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over, that the ark of the Lord and the priest crossed over in the presence of the Lord. So they go down, they stand right in the middle, wait for all the children of Israel to cross. And when they manage to see that everybody crossed, then the ark crosses. It's, 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 not, it's, it's not, not like not the ark goes yeah. and then it disappears. Yeah. It waited until the last person and then it crossed. And then watch. And then... Um, and, and, and then it came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over the ark, the Lord, the priests crossed over in the presence of the people and the men of Reuben and the men of Gad and half of the tribe of Manasseh crossed over armed before the children of Israel as Moses had spoken. Remember, two and a half tribes, Gad, Reuben and half of Manasseh wanted to stay east of the river Jordan. Mm. So Moses said, no problem, but you will have to go first. Only the men, armed men, help the rest of the tribes to fight and take their position west of the Jordan. And then you can come back and stay with your families east of the Jordan. Be part of the fighting yep. force. Exactly. So uh, about um, 40,000 prepared for war crossed over before the Lord for battle to the plains of Jericho. On that day, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they feared him. As they had feared Moses all the days of his life. Wow. God 
promise Joshua, I will make sure the people will uh, people will have respect, and you know you, they will see you as, a, as an authority. And sure did. And the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, "And by the way, you see that this is how God is promoting people. If you try to promote yourself, it's not going to end up well. Yeah, yeah. God promised, I will promote you. I will make sure people will see you as an authority, and He did that." And it's interesting, it came to pass, um, and the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Command the priests who bear the Ark of the Testimony to come up from the Jordan. Joshua therefore commanded the priests, saying, Come up from the Jordan. And it came to pass, when the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord had come from the midst of the Jordan, and the soles of the priests' feet touched the dry land, that the waters of the Jordan returned to their <laughs> place and overflowed all of its banks as before. By the way, when I was the deputy governor of Jericho, we used to organize baptism services for the Greek Orthodox and the Roman Catholics um, in that specific location. Mm. And uh, during the harvest season, literally, which is right at the end of the winter, the water overflowed the banks were overflowed huh. and, and it's it's like uh wherever we go now to baptize people it was completely underwater it was amazing i've seen it with my very eyes so i know exactly what it says and and that is not an easy decision to walk into it you know it's one thing when you see the water shallow and you say yeah i can walk but when when you see but there's no way i mean you it'll be way above you if you walk in um Quite an amazing thing. And so now the people came up from the Jordan and at the, on the 10th day of the first month, and they camped in Gilgal of the east border of Jericho. And those 12 stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal. Then he spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What are these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over, that all the peoples of the earth, all, all the people of the earth, may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Isn't that interesting? God, every time he works miraculously in Israel and through Israel, it's so all the people of the earth will know that he is God. From the very beginning, the choice of Israel to be his nation was not because Israel is the only nation he loves. Through that, he demonstrated himself to the rest of the world because he loves the rest of the world. Yeah, and why do we forget the beautiful miracles of God in the past? I mean, they did, so therefore, God always yes. made sure they had stones of remembrance. Remember this. May it be a milestone. Isn't it amazing how fast our faith can diminish? And those times that we remember the miracles can help us yes. for the future and the present. So yeah. whatever you're going through, remember what the Lord has done in your life as a way yes. to give you confidence for today. Now, folks, Colossians is a brand new book. We're going to open it up. Of course, it's been around for, of course, 2,000 years, so it's not brand new. But in our PRS, it's a good reading. Mm. Now, this is a major subject change. Keep in mind, this is a city that's in modern-day Turkey. 
Okay, they had a lot of paganism there, and then they had Jewish synagogue and ultimately Christianity. Okay, there was a church there, and the they had all kinds of issues with religion, holy days, diets. Keep this in mind because a lot of you will have questions about what role of festivals, dietary principles, holy days. Let's see yeah. what Paul says to the Colossian church that really struggled. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints, <laughs> to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are in Colossae. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven of which you heard before the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it has also in the world and is bringing forth fruit, as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. As you also learn from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister in Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. Forgot to put up the caption there. We're in Colossians chapter 1. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And I actually am praying this for all of us right now as well, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, mm -hmm. not ours, for all patience and long-suffering with, with joy. joy. Mm. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. I love that translation, conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption, redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. What a clear message of the salvation process. Watch this. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by Him all things were created that, were, that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. There's a big word for you, preeminence. He exists before everything, and all things belong mm. to him. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of, the, of his cross. And you, who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he is reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. Think, that, think about that. Wow. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, 
which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. That's the perseverance. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you. I can't say that I always rejoice in my sufferings, but he did. Lord, give us that strength and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. What a selfless man. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. What's the mystery? Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The mystery of having the fullness of the Godhead dwell in us with the power of the Holy Spirit is a mystery. It's a miracle. And it's a game changer for all of humanity. And the mystery is that, there you go, it's not only about Israel. As you can see, the mystery <laughs> that it's among the Gentiles, mm -hmm. which is Christ in you also, the hope of glory. Not just, <laughs> so so many people think, oh, I have to be a Jew to be part of this whole yeah, thing. No, backwards no, no. thinking. No, he's, he's saying, to them God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yeah, in him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end I also labor, striving according to his working, which works mightily in me, which works in me mightily. Yes. Well, now comes uh, a chapter I really, really like because uh, as a Jewish person that has been, you know, speaking about the festivals and what they really mean and should we keep the festival, all of these things. So let, let's read what Paul wrote to the Colossians. He says, for I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea. And for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you, with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the, steadfastness, the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught abounding in it with thanksgiving. Hmm. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. Cheat. cheat you. Philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. You can clearly see that he's putting Christ opposite of the world. For in him, in him, in Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. 
See the word Godhead. What a it, bold it, statement. That's... Godhead points at the Trinity, of course. Mm-hmm. And you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Now watch this. Here it comes. In him... You were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Isn't that interesting? When everybody thought about the cross as the, victory of the world and as the defeat of Christ actually what he did through the cross as you can see triumphing over them it's a triumph you know it reminds me of the the parades when romans and ancient civilizations would come back from battle after capturing mm-hmm. entire countries and that's the the imagery paul yeah. has here now comes the point now watch this and carefully anyone who wants to be a jew wants to keep the law i want you mm-hmm. to listen to this Let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths. Now, this is a Jewish Jewish guy. When he speaks of festivals, he speaks of the festivals of the Jews. He speaks of the Sabbaths of the Jews. And he speaks of the new moons of the Jews. Mm. The the Gregorian calendar did not even exist. And he wasn't following other festivals anyway. So he's, he's saying basically this. He's saying, let no one judge you in food or drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbath. Listen to this. Which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. He basically said all those things. They're good. They're perfect. But they were given to you as a shadow of things to come. The substance is of Christ. Which means if, you know, when you you walk in the street and you see the shadow of your hand... Yeah. Nobody's going to shake yeah. hands with the shadow. Forget the shadow when, when I can the, shake the real hand. When the substance show yeah. up, that's what you deal with. <laughs> Jesus is the substance. The substance. And let no one cheat you or your uh, of your reward, taking a delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind and not holding fast to the head from whom all the body nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments grows with the increase that is from God. You know, he basically says, quit legalism and religiosity and quit ignoring Christ, which is the head. He is the head from whom all the body nourished and knit together. Amazing. And therefore, if you died with Christ, from the basic principles of the world. Why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourself to regulations? Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concerns things which perish with the using according to the commandments and doctrines of men. 
These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion, false humility, and neglect of the body, but are of no value against the indulgen indulgence of the flesh. Man, straight Whoa. up truth. You know, it reminds me of what he said to the Corinthians. Everything is permissible, but not everything is helpful. Everything is permissible, but I will not be mastered by anything. Mm. That one rule can just navigate through all yeah. of what I call the landmines of religious principles and regulations. Yeah. This is this is amazing. And that's what I've been trying to teach for many, many years. When I go around the world, I speak about God's calendar. There's a message, mm -hmm. God's calendar on, on YouTube. You can see these are all the shadow, but the substance is of Christ. So you can celebrate them. But if you celebrate them without him, Christ in the center, without understanding that it was a shadow, it was all pointing at him, without understanding the true meaning, then you did it for nothing. Then you become self-righteous. It's false humility. And it's it's religiosity, which is exactly what Paul warned us in this epistle, in this chapter. Only a fool would follow the shadow rather than the reality. And I'll, I'll confess I've done that. We've all done yeah. that. But that's why we need this reminder from Colossians. Yeah. So I'm not saying don't. I'm just saying know that, you know, when you, whatever you do, whether it's the Sabbath or New Moon's festivals or food, remember the substance is of Christ and everything else is just a shadow. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Yep. yep. Well, Lord, thank you for this time. Bless each person as we think about what you want to do in our hearts surgically as a result of listening to your mm -hmm. word. Bring us back next week and allow us to get even closer to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So until next week public reading of scripture. We will see you then, folks.